Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. Kyle Wagner. Hey, everybody. Timothy Davis. What's up? And newcomer Rachel Wiley. Hi, nice to meet y'all. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, guys, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. And uh, uh, also, uh, before we start, I want to plug our After Hours program, which happens right after this one. And if you want to join us on our After Hours program, you can hit us up at uh, patreon.com and contribute a minimum of $1 per month, and you'll gain access to our After Hours program. Now, to start things off tonight, I, I think the number one topic of this week is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, it, this is a, a very like uh, this is very polarizing, right? I, I guess like with everything else that has happened in 2020, because it's like I feel like half of my Facebook feed, um, you know, sees this guy as you know just like uh, he was defending himself, right? And then the other half of my Facebook feed sees this, or not even the half, I don't know. There's a small percentage of people that are posting stuff like they just make it seem like Kyle just like randomly shot into a crowd of people and just got as many people as he could. Like he was hunting liberals? <laughs> yeah, like he pulled some sort of Columbine. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I, I've seen the same thing. This this is the most polarizing story. I thought, you know... I'm. Well, one thing is, like, every week it's something new, right? We don't even have time to digest the last shooting before there's another incident, and we're all, and everybody's taking sides. Everything is left and right, right? It's almost uh, clearly split down the line how you perceive all these stories as to who is in the right and who is in the wrong. But um, for me, even, like, the libertarian movement is splitting uh, into left and right and taking sides mm -hmm. on this stuff, Um I, you know, I, I try not to really take a firm stance on these things in the first day or two or even, you know, a week or weeks in because I don't really know what happened. I see a short clip and I think I know what happened, but it's blurry. It's dark. Uh, it starts in the middle. I have no idea. The sequence of events is confusing to me. So I'm like trying to still trying to form an opinion and get facts. And people are already posting memes about how the guy's either a hero or, uh, you know, a monster. So it's a, it's a lot to process. Um, I feel like there's enough video, though. Like, there's so many different videos of what happened that, I mean, it would be really hard to say that this, this kid did something wrong or he's some kind of terrorist or something like that. I mean, you see the people at the gas stations and the car lots, and they're lighting the dumpster on fire and pushing it towards the cops and, you know, just doing all this crazy shit. And there's literally just video after video. So... You know, the kid gets chased down. They throw they throw shit at him. I mean, he was clearly running for his life. Well, the the angle I'm hearing, uh, the anti Kyle Rittenhouse is saying that he shot somebody first, and that's why he was running away. And they were trying to chase after him because he had already shot someone, and so they were trying to disarm him. Where's the yeah, evidence I mean, of that, though? I haven't seen. I've seen there are, I believe, three three victims. Or three people that he shot. Yeah, and the, the first one guy, guy that he, he shot was fucking with him for like a couple. I think it was like a couple hours before he ended up shooting the guy. Oh, really? 
Yeah, like I saw videos of that guy walking around earlier in the night talking shit, like telling people, shoot me then, shoot me then. And he's oh, wow. just like, shoot me, nigga, throw, shoot me. Yeah, he's throwing his arms up. That's and a white he, guy, too. Yeah, you could, you could tell this, this guy is like ready to throw down right then, right? Yeah. And I think right. and then that you, guy and then you also, see him chasing him in the parking lot. He's the one that was shot in the parking lot. Wasn't was that the guy who was also a pedo, right? He, yeah, he had I think some he sort was, of like sexual abuse against a minor. Like he was in the yeah. pedo registry. I mean, that's not necessarily the most important part of the story, you know. Well, but, I don't did like he this. shoot a guy with a pistol? Did the pedo have the pistol? But somebody no. sure and he has a pistol. No, that, that was, was a different guy. Oh, oh, my bad. But that dude had like <laughs> 10 cases of domestic violence and all kinds of shit. The guy with the gun, the medic guy, supposedly. Oh, oh, he was a medic? Well, he, he had a, a medic, medic hat guy. on and like a first aid kit on his back. He was, uh, yeah, he was an Antifa medic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did anybody see, I saw one picture and it was like, the, it looked like one guy was given a blowjob in the background. Oh, that was fake, dude. <laughs> was oh. it? It's like, that's right. a meme. That's it's like a 4chan fake. meme where they just Photoshop that. That guy getting head in the background okay. of like everything. Yeah. I, Meanwhile, you, know, you never know what to believe on the internet. I mean, it could easily like, be happening there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's insane. <laughs> A riot low job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Photoshop. Got it. Yeah. Photoshop, dude. I saw the same thing. You know, I got to say, though, I got to say, though, um, you watch the video of Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Can you imagine being in that, in that kind of situation, right? And, uh, you know, because it seemed like he was like really like a by, uh, by himself when these shootings were happened. Like, you know, it's like, how did he break off from his group? Does anybody know that, that part of the story? Yeah, I read a little bit about it. Um, he was responding to a call, like a business owner had called and said, I need help protecting my business. I don't know why he was called or his friends were called, but they went there um, to protect this guy's like garage service or something. And the guy had multiple garages. So like the, once the, the protesters had moved on from one, he was like running to the other location to defend that, um, and protect this guy's business. But yeah, very, very bizarre story. It's like, why would you call a 17 year old, like far from far away to come? You know, well, CNN, yeah, CNN said that it was a Facebook group that posted that they needed help protecting and he only came what 17 miles but they're saying he came from another state which you know just 17 miles away uh, but they said that it was some kind of posting on facebook that was calling to arms militia oh. which you know if, if you need to because if the police aren't you know overwhelmed then why not have a militia come doesn't matter a militia is a militia even if they're 17 in the yeah, that, that or, would be an- or 14. That would be an interesting twist if it was some sort of patriot group or something mm-hmm. like that, and he was part I of. I wish a, I knew what group was the one that posted on Facebook, but that's what CNN said. So, and of course, they try to make it you know a bad thing having a militia, but yeah, until you I, need one. <laughs> I was going by the the statement that his lawyers released, and he got the same lawyer as uh, Nicholas Sandman, the um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know who who, who got who got paid. Who got paid. Um, yeah, so. Um, I guess that legal team has a good track record. And yeah, I'd want him on my team. I think his GoFundMe was ninety-seven thousand. The last I heard that he's raised in legal fees. Didn't so. they? T- I heard they took it down. Is it still? I like- heard they took it down as well. Oh, I think it was yesterday morning. I heard that, and I was all, "Whoa!" Well, I think they have another site that's not GoFundMe. That's what I remember seeing mm-hmm. from the article. Um, that, that you know, I don't think GoFundMe is supporting him. They're, I think they're raising money for the the people he shot. 
but uh, anyway. So GoFundMe can cut you off. They're like, no, that's not yeah. working. Yeah. No, they were censoring money. <laughs> yep. Yep. I guess well, everything everything is politicized. Wow. You know? yeah. Very very politicized. So. You know, I think my, my initial reaction was it looked like defense. Just the fact that he's on the ground getting kicked in the head and then getting hit with the skateboard. Um, it looks like self-defense to me. I don't know. What would you all well, think? Yeah. Um, it, well, one of the things I wanted to say was, you know, the only thing that it sounds like the only like legal, you know, like legal law that he's guilty of was that, uh, you know, you're not supposed to carry a loaded firearm. uh in that state until you uh, turn 18. You know, he was 17. Yeah. But There's an I, exemption know, for that for long rifles. That that was my understanding. That's what the defense uh, had put well, down in one of their statements anyway. Well, it's, have, obviously, you know, that's a bullshit law. You know, that, that's like, uh, it's an infringement, you know. And then uh, the other thing I want to say was like, if you could, if you could imagine yourself in that situation, um, he, he handled it like perfectly. You know, he couldn't you just imagine freaking out and just starting to shoot everybody? Cause you've got everybody. all these people yelling at you. Right. Well, yeah. And there's, there's the one. Yeah. There's like the one circumstance where the, uh, the dude with the, uh, the, they ended up having the handgun in the end. He was charging him and he didn't actually initially shoot the guy until he pulled up his shirt and tried to go for the gun. And then that's when he fired the round into his, uh, into his arm. And it didn't wow. actually kill him. He just shot him in the arm. So, I mean, the kid wasn't – this idea that he was just spraying and praying into a crowd of people is just not right. – it's not backed up by what we see in the video at all. And did the skateboard attack happen after he shot or before? Because CNN is saying that they were hitting him with the skateboard to stop him from shooting people, which that doesn't make sense because I would be running from a gun instead of running to a gun. But That's what I said. The timeline is confusing to yeah. me. But I, I, think, thought he had I think the parking lot shooting happened – prior yeah. to the skateboard game. yes it did yes so and then he was oh. running and everyone was chasing him he fell and then that's when like the first dude drop kicked him and then the skateboard guy came up right behind him well you know here's one of the things too right so somebody could have just been there and walked up to the parking lot and then heard one of the multiple people say oh that guy's killing people you know and it could be that the the skateboard guy d didn't know what was happening it could be that he didn't know what happened. He just yeah. believed what he was told, and he actually thought that this guy was a nut, and he thought he was doing some heroic act, act of valor. Could be. I don't know. It, no, that's could possible. Be, or could just been fucking dumb. Like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it is stupid to do that, yeah. Well, yeah somebody but, tried to tell me it was a citizen's <laughs> arrest, and I was like, is a citizen's arrest, does that involve hitting a guy in the back of the head with a skateboard? Is that how you're supposed to do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that I mean, looks like an assault to me. I don't. Yeah, honestly, yeah, all that stuff's bullshit. Because I mean, he was obviously running away. He's running, running away, away and then got knocked down. He's on the ground. He's running away. He's got a gun. You know, yeah. and right. if, if his if purpose was to just to chase somebody with a rifle, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Right. This so isn't a guy that's like shooting. Was he down on the ground, like just shooting, or was he standing up and shooting? I mean, this he was he's on down. the ground for a couple. Oh, of so he was defending himself. Yep. Dude, and for it, 17, he was an excellent yeah. shot. I mean, it really is unbelievable. Like, he yeah, didn't he hurt cool. anybody else. Just, just the people and that I'm were attacked. I'm not laughing because people right. died, but, you know, it's just a situation that, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the idea of making this kid out to be, like, a hero. No. But um, you have to think about self-defense. I mean, because no, it's, it's, it's happened to any one of us. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I, it, well. Right, I yeah. I mean, I think it's a good example of self-defense, and I think, you know, it's... It could be a lesson to people that's like, look, I mean, 
this is real life. I mean, if you're going to attack somebody, mm-hmm. you can't just assume that they're going to withhold and let you beat the shit out of them if they have a weapon. I mean, they're going to use that fucking weapon. It's not just for show. It's not just to, like, threaten people. It's not just to dissuade, you know, ideally it'll dissuade people, but in this case it didn't, so it's like, Dude, you know. Maybe they, but I don't like the idea of making this guy too out much to be, MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like too much fucking James Bond, where you just people don't get shot. I guess you know. Well, you, you remember the case from a couple weeks ago, Garrett Foster, the uh, libertarian activist who had a rifle, and he got right. shot out of a car window. I think he had the gun at a low ready position. As I oh, recall, that was in Austin, and they yeah. twisted that around, and it was he was pushing his wife in a wheelchair, yeah. and and they made that out to be until the facts came out, and so that yeah. Right, and in that situation, you had a guy drove his car into a crowd of people. Exactly. And then somebody approached him with his gun in low ready, like you said, mm-hmm. to try and like defuse the situation or, or you know tell the guy to fuck off or whatever. And then he and then the guy in the car shot him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a different situation. Of course, people will will try and make comparisons with that one. And then there's one thing that there's one event that's somewhat similar that just happened where. Um, a guy at uh, of the Portland rally. There was a Portland pro-Trump rally. I think it was yesterday. And this guy that was a member of the Patriots Prayer Group, which is some sort of right-wing pro-Trump organization. Um, he just, someone, I'm not sure all the facts of the story. They haven't really come out yet, but apparently someone just shot him in the chest and then, and then dipped. Um, Did you see the video? No, no. What happened in the uh, video? Dude, it's disgusting, man. Uh, the guy just walks right up to him. Like he's walking across the street. He walks right up to him and just point blank range. Um, yeah, just, just nailed him. And then basically just walked away. Wow. And I saw a little while ago on Facebook, like they, they identified the guy. Um, he was the same guy that, uh, got shot like a week ago and he was on the news. Like he said, he tried to stop, a scuffle between like an Antifa member and a Trump member and mm. sort of similar to this shooting like the guy got shot in his elbow so like in the news interview he had a bandage wrapped around his elbow and he was just talking about fascist people and yada 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 and, like one yeah, of those so false flag actors today. crisis actors <laughs> I mean, be on the news and then go up and shoot somebody that's kind of hmm, crazy Either that or he's just some fucking crazy dude that's at all the all the events there you know i don't know right. well some people are attracted to these events you know there are people that are like circling on their calendar they're like what city is this in i got to get to this they have meetups you know, they have is yeah meet-up they're like um and there's people on the far right that that get off on it and on the far left that that really um are looking for these conflicts um, and, it's and not don't me. Don't think a lot of the rioters like <laughs> they don't give a fuck about police brutality. They're just like having fun breaking windows. No and, like, shit. Well, they just have nothing you know. else to do, right? They're they're probably unemployed. They probably have no nothing going on in their lives. You know, I mean, if yeah. you had like, you know, it's not like Family Guys going out here, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's just people that have nothing better to do, and uh, you know, it's just sad, really. I think they're very passionate about their uh, respective causes. You know, a lot of them are. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, I mean, look, I can't psychoanalyze all these people, but where where is that passion? I remember being like a young college kid and being all into like, you know, communism and all that kind of shit. 
but it was just like a, a factor of me being like a young person that had like, you know, wanted to get into a cause just to get into it. You know, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I look, I can't collectivize all these people together. They might have different motivations, but sure. I, I mean, you've just got to be a complete idiot. to just be in that situation where you're running at a guy with a gun or uh, yeah. I don't know. It's well, I, I look at uh, one thing that, that I think about is just racial tension and you see these clips that are black and white from the sixties with the, the fire hoses and the racial tension that with the race riots. And it's like, you know, 50 years later, we still have racial, you know, every bit as much, I think racial tension as ever. I mean, may, arguably, well, I, I don't think know. It's worse. Like, I don't I think is it, it worse? used to be really I mean, bad. So bad. <laughs> I think well, no, the media, I, 24 hours a day, pushing it constantly, constantly, a white cop, a black man. I mean, it's yeah. so – because yeah. when you go out in the streets and talk to your neighbors and friends and just, you know, coworkers, it's not – Exactly. Uh, at least with me. But the second I turn on the news, I'm like, fuck, here we go. Here's the, the you know, the talking points. Always black, white, black, white, black, white. Mm -hmm. But you know who doesn't get coverage? The Hispanics. There's a lot of Hispanics that shoot each other up and – Cops shooting Hispanics, especially here in Texas. So Hispanic. Oh right, you're yeah, you're we near acknowledge the, you. <laughs> <laughs> we acknowledge you. Yeah, they don't Asians, Indians, yeah. Hispanics, yeah. uh no one no coverage. No yeah. no one cares. Just blacks and whites. Just, uh, blacks and whites is a uh, very tense. I guess and, uh, other <laughs> You know, I and my friends are very divided. My friends are divided between left and right and, and so there's a perception that the cops are just hunting blacks uh and then on the other side it's just like well if these people would stop committing crimes none of this would be happening so i get that's the divide that i kind of have to deal with and, and navigate <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like uh yeah it's not that simple guys but um yeah there is a big in income disparity too i don't know if you guys have ever seen the income numbers but uh i think the black medium in median income is about half what whites are uh, household income. I'm remembering seventy thousand for whites, and it's like thirty-five thousand for blacks, which is very, very low. And uh, I remember first, like uh, when the Freddie Gray riots happened in Baltimore, I was like, it kind of made me aware of this. I guess I always knew about it, but there's a, this underclass of people in the city that are very, very poor and really, really struggling. And there's a lot of anger. Um, there's a lot of tension boiling, bubbling there. And when Freddie Gray happened, it just, you know, the lid blew off. And it was like, oh, my God, these people are, like, out in the streets. Like, they're angry. And it wasn't just – I don't think it's just anger about Freddie Gray and just anger about the latest shooting. I think it's it's anger about an economic situation that's that's even deeper and, and uh, you know, a real problem in this country with a wealth wealth gap. And um, I don't know. Especially you where you live, too. If you can't just uproot your family and move to a safer place because that costs money and jobs. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, they should just move. It's not that easy, you know. So I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Their neighborhoods and they're just. Yeah. And, and they, they'll say, you know, the left is big about the wealth gap. Like they're always talking yeah. about the, the big gap between rich and poor, the disparity. And, and certainly we have like people that are just at the moon as far as wealth. You know, I watch these shows like Selling Sunset on Netflix, and, and which is a Beverly Hills. That, dude? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I I, past that earlier. <laughs> it's a Beverly Hills based show. And it's these people have so much money. All their stuff is designer. Their cars are all like, you know, BMW is like a 
low-end car for them mm -hmm. and huge houses and it's just incredible wealth and and I, I don't really worry too much about the 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 top level I don't care that Jeff Bezos has 200 million dollars or is worth 200 million but the problem is when you have the lowest level that's barely scraping by or mm -hmm. not getting by that that is a severe, severe social problem um, that has exactly. to be addressed and that's what I'm really worried about in this country is we have right, so comrade many Kyle. people what's that <laughs> so, all right comrade Kyle no I don't I don't want to I believe the same thing no, I don't want to redistribute the wealth from <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, but I do think that something you know we need to Give think about what what can be done to help people that, that are at the bottom get a little bit out of that well, yeah it's not really important how much you know, I, I think the wealth gap is kind of a misnomer because it, it kind of presents the idea of that there's this zero-sum game and there's this pie of money that's available. And, you know, if Jeff Bezos has this large piece of the pie, that means that, you know, this poor person here can't have that because Jeff Bezos has that. But that's just not how wealth works, right? You know, um, when you said zero-sum game, it just reminded well, me of uh, Status Ned because Status Ned always says it's a zero-sum game. It's a zero-sum game. It's not, though. I mean, that's just I, not, I know. That's not how it works. I mean, But you know what he would say in response? He would say, it's a zero-sum game. It, well, and when Jeff, you say something, well, he'll he say, be wrong. it's a zero-sum game. <laughs> he would be wrong. I mean, Jeff, Jeff, Be <laughs> Jeff Bezos has lifted a lot of people, enriched a lot of people. Amazon has enriched a lot of people. Yeah, of it's, course. It's made consumers much better off, and it's, and it's given jobs to you know probably uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. So, they should pay taxes. Yeah. Not just because of him, but how many people are going to move out of the cities now and really make it worse for all those poor people that live in the cities? Because all the jobs, all the rich people, anybody with money right now, they're going to leave the city. Like you mm -hmm. see it even here in Philly. You know what's happening in New York and L.A. and everyone's yep. just leaving. And it, it is going to leave this void of jobs and other things that would help a community and help, you know, help people get out of their situations. So it's just really sad all around whole thing sucks i've heard yeah. people are fleeing new york city have you guys heard heard that i've heard there's like u-hauls after you yeah i saw that this morning on twitter they were like they were Seriously? showing the uh out front of the u the line out front of the u-haul place was just crazy is wow it well, expensive or i don't yeah, I mean, know rent what prices is, i think are ridiculous uh, i don't know where you're at rent if it's i heard the restaurants have closed you know, they've had restaurants that have been closed down for COVID for months and months. And so they've had those that I guess are not, a lot of them are not coming back. So maybe that you have some loss there. I don't know. I honestly don't know. So why, well, I why mean, people I, are there, fleeing There's probably a New number York of City. factors. There's probably a number of factors, but right. a lot of it is like, why would you, I think, okay, I think due to COVID, you're realizing, people are realizing like, well, we can actually conduct business pretty well online. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. We can hold meetings. We can hold Zoom meetings. We can do most of the stuff that we do in person online. Why would I pay for the overhead of renting an office space in the middle of Manhattan yeah, when I can just do the shit online? Destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that too. But it's like, why am I paying these absurd rental fees for you know office space or a home or whatever when I could just conduct the same business, make the same amount of money? And don't pay the overhead. Like it just, I think people are realizing that, like, oh, I actually don't need this shit. So, like, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so I think that's just going to change the corporate world. You know, there's yeah. a lot of businesses going. We can save millions of dollars right. and have our workforce. You know, we don't we don't need a big office. I mean, my company is not is a small, very small company, but we've gotten rid of our office. We wow. had an office in like a an incubator. We had like a whole room in the incubator where like some of the people just have desks and shit. Yeah, um, but we've downgraded to just like have like one desk and like we have the option of renting out a a, a, a conference room if we need it. But uh, yeah, I mean, why why pay for that? I mean, not that it's expensive in Baltimore, but still, like, why pay for it when everyone can just work from home? Yep, yep. This is definitely going to start a working from home sort of movement. I think. I don't think it's going to stop. You know, a lot of people are going to continue to work from home. Regular families, too, they don't want to be around all the bullshit. When you see all these people rioting and then you mm-hmm. worry about the government shutting everything down. Um, so around here, like you see a lot of New York plates now because I'm in the suburbs of Philly. And when you go to the – you always see a lot of New York plates at the Jersey Shore in the summer, but there's like, I don't know, three times as many now. And everybody hates it. Everyone's like, oh, all the fucking New Yorkers are here. You know, <laughs> It's kind of hilarious. But you can't blame them for wanting to get out, get out of New York. I mean, yeah. if I had my family up there, I, I would definitely leave for sure. Hey, did you guys see the video of the woman uh, eating dinner in D.C. and getting surrounded by the protesters? Yes, that was. Yeah, weird. that was. I, I don't think we wow. put that on the board, but that was that was nuts. They wanted her to. For any the listeners that didn't see the story, um, it was a bunch. It was a BLM group, and they wanted her to raise her fist in solidarity with their cause and she was like eating dinner and uh they're they're just screaming in her face telling her to raise her fist and i don't know if she didn't want to or she was confused but she was she wasn't doing it and they were just getting really angry so um i don't, well, I don't what know I heard, she she said that she yeah she didn't want to because she was while she sympathized was with the cause she didn't want to be like cajoled into like you know raising her hand for something it's you know, very fucking Hitlerian. <laughs> like, That's what I was about to say. It's very Hitler youth. Hitlerian? Hitlerian. Hitlerian. Patent that one. That should be the Copyright title. It. Is Hitlerian. that the title? Right. Hitlerian. Yeah. Well, those kind of videos, they go viral. You know, that goes all through the whole conservative sphere. Everybody's watching this. We've all seen it. You know, it's amazing how, like, one little incident like that, half the country sees it, you know, and everybody's talking about it. But it, it's scary. You know, and, and I, I've heard different people talk about what they would do. You know, I've had some people say, I'd give them the, you know, flip them the bird with both hands. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's easy to, stunned. To, yeah. uh, it's easy to say from the safety of the internet that <laughs> right. you would tell them to F off. But like I mean, actually, show, what would you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit's so fake. Like, am I being pumped? Seriously. <laughs> I think I'd have to go to the bathroom and... Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll be right back. I'll be right Pardon. back. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what that lady did took a lot of uh, courage to Good not... You know, yeah, I think some other that. diners were intimidated into raising their fists. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, okay, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean... Damn, dude, I'd be like worried. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe I should just so I don't get the, the shit kicked out of me by the high five. Of people. Just a high five. <laughs> yeah. Not. I don't know, man. <laughs> if I had a rifle, though, be another story. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be, you'd be like Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> Just eating my fucking uh, pastry and sipping on my tea with a, just, uh, a AK on my back. 
<laughs> be awesome. All right, what's next, Matt? I don't know, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Kyle wanted to talk about uh, coverage of the RNC. So the other night we were doing an anarchy bar and uh, a couple of us were on there and uh, we were also kind of like watching the RNC and, you know, talking with the, talking amongst ourselves. But Kyle was going back and forth between CNN and Fox News, right, Kyle? That's right. Yeah. And I had it on mute um, because I was doing the anarchy bar and I didn't want to disrupt that. But uh, Trump was speaking. It was his big speech. And um, Fox News has like, you know, they're kind of their headlines at the bottom, whatever he says. It's like Trump says, you know, America is the greatest economy the world has ever seen. Right. And then I flip over. This is Fox News. And then I flip over to CNN and everything Trump says they would undermine. Like, uh, you know, Trump fact check. Trump downplayed COVID-19, you know, and and didn't do anything to to. Uh, mitigate it or whatever you know like everything was like to undermine what he was saying so it, it's just um, amazing how the the news coverage is skewed for that that particular audience I mean I, people used to think CNN was neutral does anybody think CNN is neutral anymore they can't yeah. right although although the Fox News people think Fox News is neutral so <laughs> I mean they say fair and balanced and they're like I, I mean, I remember talking to, um, when I was involved with the Republican Party, some Republicans, I remember this lady being like, oh, they're totally fair and balanced. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like basically, it might as well be run by the GOP, you know? Like, this is crazy. So, yeah, I think the CNN audience thinks that they're they're not getting a, a skewed view, but they certainly are. Well, you know, I, I guess I think uh, CNN was probably a little bit more balanced when you had establishment candidates in both the GOP and the, uh, the DNC, right? I could be. So, you know, cause I, I really think, I really think that's it. Yeah. So, they weren't I, as overtly anti Romney as they are anti Trump. Yeah. It, well, that's yeah, sure. like it, exactly, you know, cause they're like, uh, you know, Trump, uh, you know, you can say a lot of bad things about Trump, but, uh, you know he's he's not really establishment, right? He pisses them off. You know the the Republicans didn't want him. He he beat them in their own at their own game in their own party, and then he took on the Hillary Clinton establishment, and you know he beat that too. You know so yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> yeah, I think you raise a good point. You know CNN may may not have been as one sided back then as they are now. They they might have been. I, I like, do remember though. Uh, I had a family member who was who would call CNN. He was like a, a Republican guy, and he would call CNN the Clinton News Network. Yeah, I, I used this to was, call that. <laughs> so this was like back in you know the '90s. So I mean, I don't know if it's been as bad, but it's definitely always kind of had, at least in some people's minds, a left wing or Democratic sway, uh, slant to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so. them and uh, MSNBC as well, right? Well, MSNBC is clearly fucking... I mean, I think they admit that they're lefties. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, I don't think they... That's the thing about CNN is they pretend to be unbiased and then are clearly not. And I think MSNBC just kind of is... Comes out and says that they're, you know... They're not... They're, they're not biased. Or they're not... Uh, they are biased. Yeah. So it's the disingenuousness that makes it, uh, you know is worst in my opinion 
And then recently, I mean, they just out of the gate hate Trump. I mean, they have Trump bashers every day. I have to tune in just to hear what's the latest. (laughs) He's a liar. He's an idiot. One day they were talking about during a hurricane, he was asking what uh, way the hurricane rotates. And he said, is it like a toilet? And that's what his advisor that used to work for him was telling CNN. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. So he really burns bridges when he, I guess, fires people or whatever. But don't they have to sign a waiver where they can't, like, talk shit about him for a couple of years or no? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You call that a disclaimer, not a disclaimer. Um, A non-disclosure? Non-disclosure. I would think. NDA. You can't disclose how much of a dumbass he is. (laughs) (laughs) They'll pay him off. Maybe. Up sums. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. Go ahead. I don't know how you guys watch any of this shit. CNN, the Republican (laughs) National Convention, any of it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even have regular news in my house anymore. I don't. I don't have regular. Listen cable. to it in my car on the Sirius satellite. You know, you always got to hear what the other side's talking. I Here's do that as well. News. I wish we had a twenty-four hour libertarian network. It'd be awesome. I do too. I listen to this guy Michael Savage. Um, yeah, he's like, pretty good. He well, he's a pretty. He's a far right guy. He's a nationalist, but. Um, I don't know why I listen to it, but the Savage Nation podcast is his show, and um, I, I definitely don't always agree with him. You know, I'm, I come from the Ron Paul school of republicanism or libertarianism, and so, yeah. you know, he he just is he's too much for me. But that's that's what I listen to for my right wing news and my left wing news. I listen to Sirius XM's uh, Progress Radio, and also oh. Urban View. They 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 have very far left. <laughs> I'll check them out. I've noticed them on the dial, and I'm all, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of Trump bashing as well, but it's same kind of concept. I just listen to sometimes to get the full spectrum. And to be clear, like with when I was watching the RNC, I was I really only watched Trump's final speech, and it, it was on mute because I was doing the podcast with these guys. So I mean, I had it on because it was a big event, but I don't sure regularly. There's a lot of this. Oh yeah, a lot of hand waving. Huge, huge. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to watch it. Everything's <laughs> good. Uh, and he had like a zillion American flags, right? That like the entire back of the stage. Fifty-five. Was it fifty-five? It was fifty-five. Get... One of the uh, conspiracy groups. There's some kind of significance. I don't know what it is. Oh, is this a Q thing? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. Well, you I'm went not... there. Let's. See. What does fifty-five mean? I want to know. <laughs> what is it? I haven't made it to that level. It's kind of like Masons. I'm only at level three. Oh, yeah. I'm not blood in, blood Where's out. Where's Schlegel when you need him? Is, it, is Schlegel a Q guy yet? <laughs> <laughs> is he a Q guy yet? <laughs> what, so can, can someone explain the basics of QAnon oh, to my me? God. Because I, so is it that uh, Trump is, is with the pedophiles or against the pedophiles? I think he's against them. He's against. He eats he's, his pizza backwards. Right. Did you guys hear the, the reporter when they asked Trump about the QAnon thing? What did he say? No. Oh, it was hilarious. He was like, well, he said, I don't, know, I don't remember exact words, but he was basically just like, what these people say, what it sound like they just want to save the world. Isn't that a good thing or whatever? And like the reporter <laughs> didn't know what to say. That's funny. It was, it was hilarious. Well, they do believe that JFK Jr. is still alive, and I'm all. Right. Yeah, I think they, they, they believe be, JFK. Um, they believe JFK Jr. is still alive and he's leading like a, um, I guess, a group of like pedophile killers or something or like people that are trying to uncover pedophiles. 
and what is Trump this, like, is like Trump is like the grand master basically of it. Wow. Um, wow. Huh? No, no, Trump. Him? Yeah. <laughs> well, Trump is like their guy, like that's on the inside, you know. So oh. secretly, he's 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 unmasking and uncovering oh, okay. pedophilia. Is this like um, the, the flat Earth levels. society? Is it? Are they it's like pretty, flat earthers? I mean, it's just as stupid, but yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Ron Paulers in there, though. That's why I kind of was like, mm, let's see really? what it's about. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not surprised. I think they were just grabbing onto, okay, if we could, because a lot of Ron Paulers believe, think outside of the box, see mm-hmm. things for what they are. And I think that was a way to get the Christian Trump people to kind of jump on board to, you know, keep it going, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I noticed there is some crossover with like, some sort of Christian dogma stuff with this. Like it sort of bleeds yeah. into like some sort of Christian well, shit. I, I don't know the exact stuff. stuff. Aren't they catching a lot of like uh, uh, sex traffickers right now? Yeah. Like, well, so that all of the that cabal, stuff is happening. that's what they're really pushing on YouTube. There's fall of the cabal and it's a 10 part series and it talks about pedophilia, the Illuminati, all of, you know, the things that we pretty much know about. And it's putting it out to the general masses in a, first grade, second grade form, you know, to where they can understand it and not just blow their mind right off the bat. So hmm. it's opening people's eyes in a, in a sense. So I'm, I'm on board with it is, you know, to get people awake, but, uh, where, where so do I go to learn more? Go to YouTube Twitter. and fall of the cabal. It's well, no, they got banned off Twitter. I think. Uh, I think you're right. did, no, you can still find that fall of the cabal. Fall oh, of oh the I cabal. just mean like they've banned a lot of, yeah, uh, Google it Google and check it out. You'll like it. But it's right. a lot of Pizzagate stuff, and so it's yeah. it's pretty in there. It talks about Ellen DeGeneres and it's ballsy. <laughs> Wait, does it talk about Wayfair? <laughs> yeah, no, that came out after. <laughs> if I have some time to kill, I will definitely check it out. So, yeah, you I mean, how does should. one eat a pizza backwards? Do you do is it well, crust he, first? Yeah, yes. Is that right? That's what they have a picture of him doing it in like 1989 or something like that. Pizza Hut pizza. It was a commercial that Trump was in. No, I think it was like the crust is so good that I'm going to eat it first or some shit like that. And it was, wow. it was Trump. And that means there's something. also a, there's also a pizza commercial with uh cruise chef. Have you ever seen that one? The like no. the former, like, uh, like the last guy that led the USSR before it collapsed. It was cruise. He did a right? pizza. Or no, Gorbachev, Gorbachev, Gorbachev. <laughs> yeah. He did a pizza commercial. Wow. I swear to God, look it up. Google YouTube Gorbachev. Yeah, like, I remember where that happened. Oh, the bird, the bird poop birthmark guy. Yeah, he had the yeah. weird birthmark thing. Yeah. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. I watched that after Fall of the Cabal. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Your week <Sure>. is booked. <laughs> While you're at it, watch Plandemic. Plandemic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then watch Loose Change. Oh, right. let's go. That's a good one. Only but goody. <laughs> And then end game to end it all. End game. That's some Alex Jones shit. I wonder what he's up to now. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. He got kicked off of like all social media, right? So he's got to have some alternative platform. Maybe just to direct to his website. He has his own uh, app. I'm not sure if it's still allowed on uh, the on the Google Play Store and Apple Store. Uh, he might have gotten banned off of Apple. I wonder if he's wow. the Q. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it's me. I'm back, bitches. Oh, he's got to be into that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How could he not be into it? I don't know. I lost all cred when I went to one of his uh, 
he had a sermon here in Dallas and I asked him about chemtrails and he kind of, uh, it, it went south. I was like, okay, Alex, I'm done with you and your bullhorn and your bullshit. Oh. But he opened up some people's eyes, so that that's good. Yeah, it's it's hard to sort through. It's hard to sort the truth from the fiction sometimes, and the exaggerations. Yeah. I've noticed that. I mean, there's people that they believe everything they hear on the internet, and then other people that don't believe any of this stuff, and some of it's r true. And mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just hard to know the truth from fiction. But anyway. It's also how you convey the information, too. He's such a screamer. You can get more flies with honey than with vinegar, Alex. Come on. I don't know. It's true. Yeah, he is a character. <laughs> now, right, what's um, next, Matt? Yeah, so next, um, so it just came out recently that apparently only 9,210 of all the COVID deaths didn't have, like, Underlying conditions. Yeah, underlying conditions. So this, uh, what, like proof that COVID is even less, less deadly than they were saying, right? And 94%, they said, had two to three other underlying conditions. And they said a majority of them were nursing home victims, or they were in the nursing home, so. Wow. Well, that's good. That's, I mean, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. It's good on the disease front you know it makes means it's less deadly than even we thought it's uh bad news in the sense that we were lied to and the, th the threat was exaggerated maybe you know well i mean you know I've, I've talked to people about it you know like normie friends and stuff and you know like w when i say it's it's probably not like, i don't think covid is as scary as they're saying you know it's, some people are just like I don't know. It's just totally politicized. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people just kind of look to for confirmation bias, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, I think uh, of it like, you know, um, the Iraq war and the weapons of mass destruction, you know, they lied and lied and lied. And then they're like, eh, it's not as bad as we thought. We're sorry. But meanwhile, we're now invested in this huge war on terror. Now we're on the war on COVID. Fuck. I hate getting into wars. Drug, COVID, all of it. I'm tired of them. <laughs> The invisible enemy. The Iraq war is still going, right? Or yeah. is, I heard Trump was going to pull some troops out. I thought I out saw of a headline. Out of Afghanistan, he did. I, this was a new headline that I just saw this week. I could have sworn I saw something. Was, but Wasn't he trying to pull them out and Congress is blocking him from being yeah. able to pull the troops out? I didn't even know yeah. that was possible, but obviously it is. <laughs> Don't you think yeah, that's I what think they probably hate the... about him the most, though? Is like, that's the only thing... They, they don't care about Trump's economics or anything like that. Like it's the it's the foreign policy stuff that makes the, all the news stations hate him, the establishment hate him, the warmongers yeah. hate him. Like that has to be the biggest thing because everything else, he's the same as everybody else. Like I mean, his economic plans aren't that much different from Bernie Sanders. I mean, they're just mm -hmm. really not. So it's like I don't know. Trump yeah. administration to cut U.S. troop presence in Iraq by one third. Wow! This, is, uh, this just came out a couple days ago. So I have not heard. I feel like we've heard that. that same. Yeah, I feel like we've been hearing that same news story for the last like three years. So all right, yeah. it says there are currently <laughs> five thousand two hundred American service members stationed in Iraq, uh, which is a lot lower than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, and then in they're Iraq. planning to reduce that number to thirty five hundred over the next two to three months. So that's that's it's better than nothing, Ooh. I guess. So, but what is is that include the total in 
Afghanistan? Or no, that's just, just Iraq. Iraq. Oh, see, I wonder what um, in Afghanistan. Okay, it says we still have uh, 8,600, 8,600 U.S. troops in Afghanistan. So we've got about 11,000 troops over there. That, that is a lot less than I thought. I honestly thought it was a lot higher than that. You know, our troop counts in Germany were like 50,000 or something like that. Maybe even more than that. So, I mean, that's to me is good news that maybe these conflicts are finally coming to an end. Where the pipelines are already built. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, hey guys, we're going to um, take things over to the after hours now. Um, we have uh, t-shirts over at uh, libertariancountry.com. If you use the code PRL, you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and use the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. This podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom podcast, hosted by Moral Bob. Until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags of the tax bombs and red. Poisoned by a few at the expense of the many. Sold to the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom in death point in a fine land. You support the troops that bring them home. I believe the jokes will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave We can make the break Break the power, break the power Society owes individuals nothing more Than not interference with natural rights What's a virtuous person Comprehends the non-aggression principle. The violence of the state becomes obsolete.